Hello, I'm Avery or Hazel or Kylie. You can just pick one. I don't care. Hello, I am Lily. And this has all happened before. Has it? And this has all happened before. Oh, no. And this has all happened before. Do you get it yet? This has all happened before. I think I get it. <laughs> anyway, welcome to From the Closet. Uh, today we're covering Scooby-Doo Mystery Incorporated Season 2. Um, you will find a link in the description to Just Watch, to, to the Just Watch page for this series, which will provide you with links to every place you can purchase, rent, or stream this series. If you use the Just Watch app, it will automatically redirect you to your country's page if you live outside of the U.S. And if uh, you use the website, if you live outside of the U.S., you will have to manually change the country from the website page. Uh, also in the description is a link to our Patreon, where you can vote on future episodes, and you can also um, get access two episodes of this show early, as well as our sister show, Off the Shelf, which is about books. Books. Which books, I should books. release the first episode of that next week. Um, next week in terms of recording. That was supposed to be released the first week of October, and it didn't happen. Spoiler is not because, the first week of October. Yeah. Um, we were actually supposed to record this episode on October 1st. It's October 14th now. Or, it's 13th well, for me. Whatever. Pretty much two weeks later. A uh, lot of stuff happened, but mostly the big thing that pushed it back was I got sick. Anyway, also in the description is a link to Anchor.fm, which itself has links to every platform this podcast is on. It also has links to our... Instagram and Twitter, where we where you can get notified whenever we release a new episode. With all that being said, this episode will contain spoilers, uh, so you can join us next week for Rio Two and Lilo and Stitch. So, like Avery said, this episode was supposed to be. A while ago. And I watched it. A while ago. At least. One week ago. I watched like. Half of this season. Um. A while ago. And the rest today. So. Um. Something that's going to become really in handy. Is that. The episode list I am pulling off of has increased descriptions. Cool. Let's just dig into them. I want to get through these fast. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, so, yeah, we have the, the first episode. Wait, I mean, it comes right off of the, um, the last season with the gang broken up, everything in total chaos. So yeah, these first couple episodes, I remember being really, really fucking annoyed with Fred. Yeah. Oh my. And I'm just like, Jesus Christ, dude! 
Move the fuck on and stop acting like a creepy bitch. Somehow, like, if you chop up uh, the first few episodes and then just look at the rest of the season, Fred seems to just forgot the few episodes that he was being a bitch and just yeah, act his season one It's almost like the show way. wanted you to forget. But yeah, um, so there was that in the first few episodes, and then there was also the way they treated Marcy. It didn't sit right with me. They welcomed her in as a part of the group, and then as soon as Daphne came back, which I'll get to that in a minute, they just immediately kicked her out. And they also kept calling her hot dog water when her name is Marcy, and she spoke up about it. Like, come on. Yeah, so... Velma was the only one to actually be respectful. Um, though, I believe this is the first episode, and I want to say only episode, where the villain got away. To later mm, get maybe. captured again. In uh, maybe. a future episode, of course. But yeah, um, so about the whole thing with Daphne, she, I understand, like, completely get her, uh, wanting to just cut everything off, wanting to go away because of, like, Fred just abandoning her and, you know, going off because, oh, it, it everything he knew about his parents was a lie. Like, I, I get wanting to not join back with the group. But then she just eventually does a complete 180 that, to me, makes no sense. And the way the dialogue... Like, the way Fred's dialogue is worded in that scene is really weird. Because uh, he says, like... Um, he says something like, oh, if you want to join in, we'd be happy to have you. But then doesn't say that it's okay if she doesn't want to come back. And that's really weird to me, because, like, that could have been character development for Fred. It could have also been a thing where it shows Daphne that he respects her decisions, but, and that would be a catalyst for her coming back, but there's so, none of that. I mean, by this time, they've already planned an entire reason why Daphne came back. An entire reason this is all happening. That they don't want you to forget after they told you. They don't want you to forget. But enough of that. Because Velma and Hot Dog Water are working for Mr. E. Mr. Mm -hmm. Letter. I you know, uh, I can't even remember his real name. Isn't it like Ricky or something basic like that? Yeah, um... Uh, Pericles always called him Ricky. Yeah, but... I mean... 
it, that feels like a thing they just kind of threw in there and then didn't do too much with. Yeah. Even with, like, the hot dog water going with Mr. E. I mean, that only comes back for one episode. Then, I mean, she had two options. And then just decided to quit running from one person, decided running from another. You know, they put Marcy in the intro in a couple of episodes. Yeah. And then they barely fucking used her this season. I think and they only did it for the intro to make it se- just make it look weird. It, it's off, you know, without Daphne, it's just off. I think we pretty much covered the first two episodes, at least. Yeah, because the man baby clown is not interesting at all. Yeah, I mean, the man baby clown comes back in um, the third episode. Okay, so what's after that? Oh. Oh, the Dreamweaver. Yeah, I don't even remember the Dreamweaver. It was um, the D&D reference. Anyway, Sheriff Stone's past comes back to get him. And I find the intro to this episode I find really interesting because it doesn't match what happened to the rest of the people. And it makes completely complete sense when we find out that the intro was completely fake. There was mm. no Dreamweaver in that intro because the person who was scared of it just made it up because he was the Dreamweaver. Yeah, the whole thing is, uh, I don't know, it, I feel like I've seen a similar story like a thousand times next. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, a ho-dag of horror. Okay, what is that? Um... Okay, um, I think this is the episode where they find, like, at the end of the episode, they have the, um, one of the plants here, this and the cheese. Okay, um, you know, that's something, I guess. You know, this season does this thing a lot, where most of the episode, you can consider it filler, but then they have that one little thing at the end where it's like, Ah, you see? This isn't filler. This has something to do with the overall arching story. And they even do this in the second half of the season, too. Yeah. And it's just, like, really irritating In the to last me. few like, episodes, it really is the stuff that has no real filler to it. Yeah, because, like, the last three or four episodes of the season completely abandoned the Scooby-Doo formula, which... I consider to be a good thing because I don't like the Scooby Doo formula. Mm-hmm. And I mean, other than what you know, there's nothing interesting in these um, episodes. I mean, I kind of like the Scooby Doo formula, but it's not. 
you cannot commentate on it. It's really hard to, you know, talk about it in detail because it's just the same. You, you know, honestly, it might be beneficial to not just talk episode by episode and just talk in general about what happened this season. You know, I think that's good, like, but we should hit the, um, the episode where they steal the plant spirit disc because that is important. Yeah. Um, so, like, the first half of this season is just kind of build up a bunch. Th there are a bunch of minor mysteries that follow the Scooby-Doo formula. We don't care about those too much. Um, um, there's a lot of it. Like, we're learning a lot more about um, the history of Crystal Cove. I mean, I guess. But, yeah, it's like it, we're mostly just building up to this this disc being put together. And it finally happens in this one episode. I, I believe it was episode 13. Where um, Fred comes up with this really genius plan to basically catch his parents trying to steal the pieces of the disc. And it's like, I don't know, it's more insane than any of the traps he's ever come up with. I mean, he has to trap two expert trappers. I mean, for, for me, this one was just like, it kind of came out of nowhere that, mm -hmm. like, it, has he always been this brilliant? <laughs> and if so, why haven't, why hasn't it been shown to this degree? And then, you know, looking back on it now, why isn't it shown to that degree later in the season? Um, there's also somebody else in, like, the before this, um, which is probably a stage that Scooby-Doo has never gone down and now has. Cassidy William died. That was, uh, okay, so that was before that. Yeah. Yeah, that's a, that's a bit of a shock. It reminds me of, like, uh, that moment in Power Rangers Lost Galaxy, um, where they actually killed off a ranger. What I find it so interesting is, like, you would, with a Scooby-Doo show, you expect, you know, Cassidy to just come out of nowhere. It's like, I didn't actually die. No, that doesn't happen. That never happens. He remains I mean, dead until the end of the series, which then, that's its own thing. Yeah, we will get to that. But, yeah, um, Cassidy's death, genuine shock. I wasn't expecting that to happen in this show. But anyway, um, we get the next episode uh, after the disc is put together, episode 14. And we have this superhero named Blue Falcon, which um, is the same name as Captain Falcon's car. Huh. That's interesting. Yeah, basically, <laughs> at this point, they're still trying to decipher the planospheric disc. Because yeah. The reason I bring up this episode in particular is that this episode is really funky with the score and the sound design. 
Hmm. And I don't really know how to feel about it. I don't know. It, it The sound design in particular sounds really weird to me. But you also the score in places. Or... No, like it sounds like it doesn't fit. Yeah. It sounds like they were kind of trying desperately to get everything sounding natural and it didn't quite work. Hmm. And then the score yeah. in places didn't fit for me either. I um I actually do remember that episode. So So yeah, epi- keep- episode fourteen. Um and then like what was sixteen called again? Aliens Among Us. Hmm. The aliens seem pretty sus. I hate you. <laughs> so we're getting into like Avery said we're getting into a more Scooby-Doo formula after this with some of like parts of the episode being broken up with actual plot uh, okay, yeah. I'm just being honest if you wanted Scooby-Doo formula stick with Scooby-Doo formula if you wanted plot stick with plot yeah, for real. Because, like, this mixing together of the two is what really, really makes me not like this show. And, and, like, I, I, I'm, I'm never going to watch this show again. Mm-hmm. I, I, I recognize that this is probably the best that Scooby-Doo has ever been. But I don't, I still don't like this show. Yeah, honestly, I feel like rewatching it for me, it's definitely been like, you know, I can, I like the show for me, but I now can recognize a lot of his flaws as well. Yeah. So we go throughout um, the second half of this season and they pick up various things that get referred to as keys. Um, Which we don't even that in a bit. figure out. Until, like, the final episode, the <laughs> two final episodes. And I yeah, feel like, it's like all of this is just routine stuff until we hit episode 21. 22. It's something like that. It's like the final few episodes, they decide, alright, now we are going to completely ditch the Scooby-Doo formula. Well, this still has a um, Scooby-Doo formula, but it's really important. It's the Nightmare in Red. Is this the one where, like, um, Fred is basically trapped in the, the movie studio? Um, well, I was trying to aim on the episode where, um, uh, Scooby is having the weird nightmares. Yeah, so we have, like, uh, Scooby having weird nightmares, and it's kind of like a, um, a similar situation to how dreams work in Percy Jackson, where, oh, actually, this shit is real. Um, <laughs> and... There's, like, aliens or something that are trying to communicate with Scooby. 
don't know. It's we weird. About... And then they go to the dream world yeah. to, like, get something. I can't even remember what they were getting in there. Um, I actually cannot remember what they were getting, but we do know they were getting information. The heart yeah, of they the got Jaguar. a lot of information for sure. But we also know anyone who has interacted with a planospheric disc had their best self trapped away. Which, I mean, is a weird way to say that the planospheric disc corrupts people, but I... Kids cartoon. Oh yeah, fair enough. So we also have this one episode where they're exploring someplace, and I can't remember where they're exploring, but... Fred gets trapped by uh, in a movie studio that has basically recreated all of Crystal Cove in a post-apocalyptic sort of way. Oh yeah, and um, I remember that. That may have been bef. I cannot remember. It was before or after. Yeah. Yeah, so the reason I bring this up is because, like, as I was watching this episode, I was seriously getting, like, Life is Strange vibes from it. Hmm. Oh, wait. That was episode 21. The Man in the Mirror. Yeah, that one. Um, so that one... Okay, that one I was getting real Life is Strange vibes from, where it was like, oh, yeah. Um, and then, also, I totally predicted that um, Fred was somehow signaling to the rest of the gang that it was a fake Fred that was with them. Hmm. In fact, throughout a lot of this season, I predicted a lot of the, um, a lot of the reveals of, like, the, uh, who the creature would end up being. Uh, like, you can usually predict that sort of stuff, but I also, I really like, uh, you know, how they got to that said conclusion. But then there's also one where it's like, um, the creature ended up being George Avocados. Oh, and yeah. like, I called that one, but then there were the times when it wasn't him. That is literally never explained. Ever. They don't explain it. Yeah, I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean that that's that's something. So they abandon the formula and finally dig into this whole Nibiru thing, which is like a doomsday plot tied together with a planetary alignment cliche. Um when that's tied together with a this evil entity making people no sorry four people and a talking animal come together to solve cheesy mysteries that eventually evolves into getting all the planetary disc and then freeing it from a cage It's so weird. And then also, okay, something I have to complain about with the planetary alignment cliche. So, they're like, 
oh yeah, and this time, there's a tenth planet. And I'm like, where's the ninth? There are only eight planets. I think this show was actually before Pluto wasn't a planet. That was 2006. There, I... Yeah, this show was in two. This show released in 2010. Pluto became declassified as a planet in 2006. I guess they just didn't count. I guess they just count Pluto. I can't, yeah, I can't so remember how their the, phones looked. They could have been taking place in the past. But the, there's also, um, I don't know why this, uh, I, this just made me think of it, but there's like this scene where, um, Velma's talking about Jules Verne and how he, like, dreamed up the ideas of, uh, submarines and going to the moon, and Shaggy and Scooby have this conversation of, like, they used submarines to go to the moon? <laughs> News to me. And I, w it, I literally was just thinking, where's that conspiracy theory? <laughs> they're not using spaceships. They're using submarines to go to the moon. The moon. Right? Like, I want to see that conspiracy theory. Like, there are, I don't know, there are, like, portals in the ocean that lead to the moon, and they have to use submarines to go there or something. Okay. <laughs> Amazing. Okay, so... That would, that would have been really funny. Um. So... Wait. Go ahead. Yeah, so then... Uh, where to begin with the final episodes? So they get the Heart of the Jaguar, solve another mystery, and you think that's over. You'd think, oh, they next episode they fly over town and everyone's missing. Yeah. Now, I actually thought, like, in my mind, I groaned. I thought, oh, we're having another whodunit. And then, oh. Oh, we already know. Oh. This is happening. Yeah. So, Mr. E, um, oh, and I think we should talk about this. Mr. E has this said like, does not want to partake in this anymore. Pericles decided to poison him to make him do it. Yeah. So, real quick, I do want to make a misdirect to something that happened earlier in the season. Mm. Um, the Hex Girls showed up, and they, they were oh, there yeah. was some music on the planospheric disc, and they just, like, sang it out loud. I, I wanted to bring this up. That the notes that they were singing, it very much reminded me of the main theme from Ori and the Blind Forest. Really? That his yeah. that's what um the theme that they were singing, if I want if I'm correct, 
is the main theme of the entire show. It's the the locket theme. Which, it didn't sound anything like that to me. Really? And, obviously, it's the theme of the um, Mr. E's password. But, anyway, back to the final episodes. So, yeah. Um, the gang had um, caused an uprising because all the villagers are trying to find where to place the planetospheric disk in. So they caused yeah. an uprising, but not before they actually found where they need to go. All the villagers... Yeah, so this... Um, rose up against the um, robots. Yeah, and then this whole thing starts where, um, like, they manage to defeat most of the robots and, um, kind of follow Pericles and, I'm just gonna say Old Mystery Incorporated, they... They manage to follow Old Mystery Incorporated for a while until they get to the first gate, which, like, has a, uh, you know, four elements type thing where each of the items that they got as keys or whatever were the solution to a puzzle. But, yeah, um, yeah. there's also, at, the, at this first gate, there's a whole thing with Marcy... And it's unclear if Old Mystery Incorporated killed her or not. I think it was pretty clear. But it seems it seems like they might have. I think it's as clear enough as they can do in a kid's show. Because they had her cornered, you know, with the guns. Five seconds later, they cut to Scooby... Guns blazing in the we background. We have had characters completely surrounded with guns in this show and managed to escape. That's true, but I mean, they wouldn't cut to Scooby with gun sound. There were no sounds, but oh, I remember there anyway. was big sound when they cut to Scooby. That's. Scooby obviously heard it and then looked up at Daphne and uh, Velma. Then Velma could only shake her head and said, "We have to go forward." I specifically remember they could hear her screaming. Um, I don't remember the but screaming, whatever. but I do remember the gunshots. Whatever they get through the door. And they have all these puzzles where they're going through separate other doors. And, okay, so they go through the third one. And the third one basically, like, it falls over and becomes a boat. And then they ride downstream. And then they end up in this uh, dimension where it's basically nothing but water. And they have to swim down to the fourth door. And I bring this up and I, I specify exactly the, this whole thing because there is no fucking way in hell 
that Old Mystery Incorporated can follow them. Oh, yeah. No possible way. I was thinking the same thing. There is not a way in hell that they could follow them. And they, they weren't even wet, too. Like, when they showed up, they yeah. weren't even wet. Yeah, they show up at the end. No explanation is given. None whatsoever. It was just like, okay, cool. Uh, I love this um, lazy writing here. There was something else later that um, I out loud said, that's just lazy. Like, that's just extremely lazy, referring to the writing. And I can't remember what it specifically was. Hmm. But there was quite a bit of lazy writing throughout um, this whole group of last few episodes. I mean, I think so, they're yeah. just Long desperately story trying to get the entire series, you know, just in a nice bow. Which, to their credit, is probably the only uh, Scooby-Doo show that can say they did that. Yeah, so this whole thing... Um, they get to the end, and there's this creature locked in, like, a sarcophagus. And Pericles shows up, sets it free, and then it it basically eats someone. I fucking can't Pericles, remember who. It eats, um... No, it eats someone else, and, and then um, fuses with Pericles. If it eat anyone else, it would be the... Um... Uh, Freddy, uh, Fred's real parents. Oh, by the way, they're here too. Plastic surgery and all. Yeah, that was... Weird. That one was a yikes. Like, the whole time I, I, I was like, this very much feels like life is strange. And then they pull a misdirect and it's actually the an old movie studio that's been changed to look like a post-apocalyptic crystal cove. And apparently masks just weren't good enough for them. Oh yeah, and they also never explained how Fred's, um, like, how when Fred is going around to different places in Crystal Cove inside the movie studio... They don't really explain very well how um, how his dad knows where he's going. I mean, I guess you could say, like, cameras and shit or whatever, but... I was just thinking, like, like maybe um, the wife was bugged or something. They usually do a breakdown where they tell you these kinds of details, but they didn't give you that detail, and I thought that was really weird. Yeah, I guess that can be chopped up to lazy writing. I just always assumed, you know, um, I guess old Daphne is what they wanted you to believe was just wired. Jeepies. <laughs> so we have this 
this evil thing coming out and, you know, if it got out of that cave, probably going to kill everyone and everything. Yeah, and they only ever call it the evil entity, which just like, come on, give it a name. Um, also, it looks like a hentai monster. Why did you say that? That's literally the only thing I could think of when whenever it was doing anything. I was thinking it of more like Cthulhu, tentacles. but like, okay. It literally attacks people with tentacles, traps them with tentacles, and it's just like... Octopus? Cthulhu? There's way more than eight. I'm just saying... Your first, why was your first thought not, I don't know, something like an octopus instead of hentai? Because it doesn't look anything like an octopus. It could. Um, it looks more like Cthulhu. But, like, there's a lot of things yeah. with tentacles that's not hentai. Not really. Like, it, it, not, li not like that. Like, particularly plant-based tentacles... You see that in a lot of hentai. <sighs> anyway. So, we see this, um, devour everything. Even, so up until this point, you know, we don't really know where all the residents of Crystal Cove has gone. But now they're here, being consumed. Yeah, and it, it was at this point that I knew that, like, th like they killed off, like, Bronson Stone and a couple of other characters, and I was like, okay, yeah, everybody's coming back. Even the old Mystery Incorporated crew, they're coming back. And I wasn't yet ready for Cassidy coming back, but that was something. Yeah, So in the yeah, way that they reset it... Um of course, they would have to come back. Yeah. Which we'll talk about that here in a minute. But mm. So basically, to fight this thing, Scooby has to... Uh, oh, so cliche. Basically stab a crystal with a stick. Basically. Yeah, and that and resets the, the everything. Heart, uh, the heart of the jaguar wasn't the physical heart that was probably made out of jade. It was in us the entire time. Which, yay, I love cliches. The real power was inside us all along. I'm starting to think that I was actually remembering... Because I actually... Um, I was confusing this entire scene... And I merged it with a different Scooby-Doo movie, in where Scrappy maybe the real Doo, mystery was <laughs> like maybe the real mystery was the friends we made along the way. I hate you. Anyway, but where Scrappy-Doo was the villain, and I was convinced that Scrappy-Doo was the evil entity until I actually saw. It. I was like, wait, this, this, what's wrong with my memory? Well, what's wrong with your memory is that season one teased Scrappy-Doo. Um, and they never did anything with that. I don't 
I think they just, um, is, I mean, obviously they had to do a reference. That was just a reference to Scrappy-Doo, and I was I mean, overhyping like, it. Cutting away to it, cutting away to it after Fred said something, I can't even, I can't even remember what he said. No, we should never <coughs> talk, we have all promised not to talk about it. And I think it's a, like, a heavy reference on, like, from this They Scooby-Doo. cut away to it, and there's, like, ominous music, and it's just like... Yeah, mm. I feel like it was uh, like a way for Scooby Doo to show like we are never bringing back this character. Because man, that was a dark time for Scooby Doo. Mm. It seemed like a teaser to me watching it. Honestly, like, I actually thought it was, and, um, but just from my memory, and I guess I was mistaken. So, yeah. But, yeah. They destroy the evil entity, and then they get transported to a world where the evil entity never existed. And this fucking pissed me the hell off. I, I really, really hate these endings in shows where it's like, it was all a dream or whatever. And, like, granted, this isn't that. This is just a step down from that. Because now they're in a world where none of this shit ever happened. Yeah, I mean, and they just I think created... the fact that none of this shit happened is what really annoys me. Yeah. The entire show that I just watched didn't happen. I mean, yeah. Except to, like, four people. people. Oh, six. If you count Scooby as a person. Because apparently Mr. E has knows every timeline that has ever existed. The new Mr. E, yeah. That's weird, and that's that probably never got explained in a different series or whatever. Oh, no. The next series was so god-awful that I wanted to take out my eyeballs. Yeah, that, it's just a, a cliffhanger that will never get resolved. Though, except it should have been resolved. Apparently... And this is only happened when I... I only learned about this when I was researching it. This show was supposed to be getting a third season. Yuck. So, yeah. This could have actually been answered. But nope. It was cancelled. On a... Okay, no. I mean... You know, the reset was interesting, but I feel like they could have done a bit more with it. Yeah, they could have done a much better job, I feel. Like, I, I didn't really like the writing, and I was, like, I was kind of intrigued to to see where all this planospheric disc sh- stuff went, and it went in a direction that I didn't feel was great. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, when it comes to 
you know, how we feel, but I definitely, I, I think you would agree that this is a better season than season one. Yeah, it's better than season one. Granted, I didn't go back and look at, listen to our ratings for season one. So, um, we really need to, you know, take from that what you, take from that what you will. It doesn't matter what I rate this season. Just know I consider it better than season one. Yeah. We really need to just compile all of our ratings into like one sheet or something. Mm. So yeah, um, regarding this show, when I looked it up on Google, there's actually only one critic rating that even came up. So IMDb gives this show overall, not just this season, mm-hmm. 8.1 out of 10. And 96% of Google users liked the show. Yeah, when you're going into this as a Scooby-Doo show, I can understand. Um, actually, before I go into this, there's a little thing I want to add. This show, like, basically destroys a lot of the um, stereotypes that Scooby-Doo has built up. And one of the biggest ones is the entire series. The mention of where are you, Scooby-Doo, was only said once. Bullshit. I swear to God it was said multiple times. I swear to God it was either where are you, Scooby-Doo, or Scooby-Doo, where are you? That is said multiple times in this in this show, no, I even don't. in this season. It was said in this season, at the end. It's said multiple times for sure. Maybe not, like, screamed out. I know at least one time it's screamed out by, I think, Shaggy. Um, but it is said multiple times for sure. And also, Scooby Snacks are referenced multiple times. Way more than they were in Season 1. Um, I mean... But also, Scooby Stacks were just shown. They're not, and there's definitely not like a overbearance on. Will you do it for a Scooby Snack? Two sure, Scooby sure. Snacks. And I know we had a conversation about Velma losing her glasses, and I think that mm-hmm. does happen once in this season. I can't remember, but I don't doubt you. But like a lot of these you know, overbearing cliches on Scooby-Doo, they would happen multiple times in episode in, like, the old seasons of Where Are You, Scooby-Doo? And they would just yeah, keep that, repeating okay, the Where Are You, Scooby-Doo season. thing, the Where Are You, Scooby-Doo thing, while it does happen multiple times, it's not in every episode. So, like, I want to say it happens at least three or four times this season. Mm-hmm. Where they actually say, Scooby-Doo, where are you? Or, where are you, Scooby-Doo? Or whatever. Like, a lot of... And I know there's more cliches that I just can't remember. But... Some they, not unique to... Some that are not, like... Yeah, not even unique Some that are Scooby-Doo. general cliches and not just cliches that mostly occur in Scooby-Doo. So I, um, I actually do want to applaud the makers of this, because they really went out of their way to make a unique Scooby-Doo experience. 
And also, a lot of people really ship Velma and Marcy in this series. I can see it. So, and it there's also a possibility that the creators may have intended for that to be a thing. I'm. We know that. We know that James Gunn was trying to have Velma be explicitly a lesbian in some Scooby-Doo movie that he was working on, and now there's this new movie coming out where she is explicitly a lesbian. Yeah, I'm not going to comment on, you know, stuff we don't know about, but it's a possibility. Yeah. And, yeah, I think that's about it for um, this series, so I guess there's only one more thing to do. Yeah, rate it. Um, like, um, I actually want to go back to what Avery said. I, since we don't know what our rating is, whatever I rate it, it is, it's definitely, this series is, ah, fuck, this season is better than the first one. Yeah, but I feel like we should still give a number rating anyway, oh, yeah, of because course. that's um, typical. Because I... I just want to make sure in case I accidentally give my numbered rating below the season one. Um, you know what? I think this series has too much water. I'll so give it a 7.8. 7. Yeah, I'll give it a 7.8. I'm giving this season a 7.0. Really? Really? Yeah, like, that's the highest I feel like I can give it. Um, I... Wow. I thought you were going to go way lower. I could. I can't go too much lower. It at least... It's at least trying, and I'm trying to rate it not based on my own biases, and more based on what it is. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why you're you're kind of surprised that I'm rating it this high. I mean, a lot, even during this recording, you're saying a lot of, like, you know, what it did bad, and, uh, I mean, I agree with you on yeah, a lot of points. Yeah, but that's, like, that's still, like, five per, like, even though it is the overall plot and the whole point that the show is building towards, it's still only, like, five percent of the show. Hmm. And if you like the Scooby-Doo formula, well, this has a lot there for you. So, yeah. Take that for what you will. I think we're done here. But yeah, um, what? I say I think we're done here. Yeah, pretty much. I, I, I was literally about to close it out. <laughs> so yeah, um, you can join us next week for... Rio 2, and Lilo and Stitch. Um, and with that being said, I've been Avery. That's been Lily. And I think my plan of letting the herd enslave humanity is pretty darn good. <laughs>